One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's September 23rd, 1974. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. It was on this day that the BBC's text-based information service, CFAX, was launched, providing the British public a means to look up news headlines, football results, lottery numbers, and TV listings more than 20 years before Internet Explorer was even invented. And CFAX was actually developed by BBC broadcast engineers who were working on ways of providing subtitles for the deaf. So the whole invention of this kind of multi-headed hydra (laughs) of an information service was accidental. They'd just found that a normal television picture of 625 lines has spare lines at the top that could be used to transmit words and numbers. And they were like, what are we going to do with these? And that was CFAX. Do you want to just dumb that down for everyone, Rebecca, who's maybe your age and younger? Because I think there's some people listening who still can't quite imagine what we're talking about. TV made picture go. Um, <laughs> Words on screen with remote control. So it's kind of the combination of two different movements that were developing in the late 60s and early 70s. One, as Arian said, was this idea of closed captions, basically subtitles that you could switch on and off rather than ones that were baked into the video itself. And also, in the late 60s, BBC Director General Sir Hugh Green, who we mentioned in a past episode, he was an adversary of Mary Whitehouse, Mm. he became interested in the possibility of doing something overnight. This was in the days when TV just stopped. And he was thinking we should be doing something with all of this spare time. And his idea was maybe we could display some kind of text, such as stock prices, via analogue signal overnight when the broadcast TV ended. So these two things kind of came together and these the BBC engineers realised that this new closed caption technology wasn't just for subtitles, it was for so much more. There was a time, and that time, by the way, went all the way until 2012, which I'd forgotten and is absolutely extraordinary, where overnight on BBC One... For about four hours in the middle of the night, you would be looking at sort of 1980s block colours that looked like they were screen grabbed off a BBC microcomputer showing the news headlines and weather and stuff like that set to easy listening lounge music. And that was actually a very efficient way of filling airtime, as well as being a service that you could dial up using your remote control just by pressing... What what button did you press, actually? Text. Is that what it used to say? Text. Yeah. Press the text button. The Mm. BBC took the news-breaking aspect of it so seriously, it launched with a team of nine, and throughout its life, it had a dedicated team of people who were taking all these new bulletins from, you know, Associated Press, Reuters, and getting them up, which, before there was 24-hour news, and before the internet was available everywhere to everyone all the time, it's hard to imagine now, but... You had to just wait till the next news programme was yeah. on if you wanted to know what happened in between. It was the and teletext way. was a way of changing all that. Yeah. yeah. And actually, apparently, all the way up to 9-11, people sometimes turned to it for news when websites went down. When there was an oversubscribed news event, servers wouldn't be able to cope with the demand. People still had dial-up internet then. So you could still go to teletext for the latest update. Yeah, and it wasn't just news. Anything where you could use 
new updates through the day, weather, stock prices, the sports scores, lottery mm-hmm. draws. Dozens and dozens of national lottery winners first found out that they'd hit the jackpot when they saw their numbers on teletext. And because it was being transmitted, it couldn't be oversubscribed. So that's the difference with a website. Like you mm. can't suddenly have it like melting because it's got too much demand because it's being transmitted. Yeah, it's always being broadcast. Yeah. yeah, It's funny some of the stuff that ended up being news in itself on CFAX. Apparently in November 1997, the QPR assistant manager, Bruce Rioch, first heard about his dismissal from the team by reading about it on CFAX. <laughs> so it actually broke the news to him himself. In garish technicolour. <laughs> yeah, that he no longer was employed. <laughs> so CFAX and Teletext are often used interchangeably. Teletext is just the general technology. CFAX was the BBC-specific version of it. And Teletext was popular in Europe, but it never quite caught on in North America. And one place it didn't quite catch on in was France, because France had actually skipped a step ahead and they had Minitel which I remember being told about when I was on my year abroad in France a girl my age was trying to tell me about this thing they used to have before the internet and I was thinking I don't know what she's talking about Mm -hmm. my French can't be as good as I think it is because she's describing (laughs) something that never existed but in France instead of teletext linked to the TV theirs was linked to the phone line and the crucial difference was that all these little terminal boxes they look like tiny old computers were sent out by french telecoms so everybody who had a phone line could get this free terminal so nine million people within a few years had gone and picked one up what they originally designed for was to save on printing costs so that instead of having the yellow pages you'd plug in your terminal you'd dial up basically like you would to the internet, but not to the internet, Uh to the phone line. And you'd have on your screen would come up, you know, a searchable phone directory. But the thing was that anyone with a phone line could set up their own Minitel page. I think there was some kind of regulation, so it couldn't just be total nonsense. But within a few years, you could book train tickets online. You could make reservations. You could check the weather. There was even a pornographic service, which, as you can imagine, it couldn't transmit pictures. So it was purely (laughs) X-rated chat, but still several steps ahead of where teletext was. And it actually meant that the Internet took slightly longer to catch on in France because so many people were used to doing these everyday tasks using this Minitel service. For all their poor needs. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, eventually the internet did usurp teletext. Well, except the internet has revived teletext partially. So for all the teletext nerds that are out there that were upset when CFAX and its rivals in Britain got decommissioned in 2012 because we switched from analogue TV to digital, have since discovered that if you have an old VHS in the attic, when you used to record TV programmes on certain VHS players, you also (laughs) used to capture the teletext that was being broadcast at the same time. So they've been uploading vintage teletext pages. If you want to see what teletext was saying or what CFAX did on the day that Andrew and Fergie got married, someone has captured that and (laughs) uploaded it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the incredible thing as well is how much as teletext went on, and CFAX in particular, it started to look like what the internet became you know that there was all this sort of stuff like there were quizzes and there was a magazine that was called magazine where you you, it was sort of aimed at kids but apparently it became popular with teenagers and students and it was sort of this location for oddities and random stuff there was a saucy late night section apparently teletext had a special after hours thing that came on after 11 yeah well let's Um, be clear here Teletext was also the brand name yes, earlier Oracle that's for the right. ITV version. So the ITV version was always going to be a bit racier than CFAX. The BBC would never deign to have a late night version. <laughs> 
Well, the other thing that they that they wouldn't have deigned to do that they did do over on ITV and Channel 4 was that there was this soap opera unfolding on their teletext service, which had 1,445 episodes. Mm, probably about that many readers, I should imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just read the story, would you? And it would give you a cliffhanger like a Dickensian novella. Yes, except that fans apparently could vote on storyline outcomes by phone. And if you were really super obsessed, you could also buy printouts of episodes for the tidy sum of two pounds. <laughs> so you could get it sent to you. Do you have any memories of using CFAX? Rebecca, are you nostalgic about the days? Yeah, I, do you know what? When I was researching this, I was thinking, wow, I really did used to use CFAX a lot. I mean, downstairs we had Sky, but my parents did not pay for multi-rooms. You can tell that still smarts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? Everyone else seemed to have Why didn't you room. save um, up and pay for multi room, Rebecca? When you grow up, you can get your own multi room. I know. Well, so on the TV I had in my bedroom when I was a teenager, I relied on teletext all the time. One thing that I remembered was that the only way to find out what was going to be on TV was to look at the schedule on teletext. If you didn't have a copy of a TV guide to hand. I still remember it's 606 for now and next. That's what you used to have to type in. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. You've taken one of the questions from the little oh. quiz I prepared. <laughs> oh, amazing. Teletextile bamboozle quiz. It is. Oh. Now, I can do it two ways. Would you prefer that I give you the number and you tell me what it was for? Or shall I tell you the subject and you give me the number? I'm going to fare equally poorly regardless. <laughs> so, Ollie, your choice. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. I do it that you give us the number and then we have to guess what it is. But give me the yes, option. Yes, because then at least Arian can guess. Give me the option to press reveal if neither of us know what it is. Beautiful. Nice. And hold right. if we need extra time. <laughs> CFAX jokes, everybody. <laughs> the currency is sky high once again. Uh, page 302, what would you find on there? I'm going to say lottery results. Mm, I'm going to say uh, holidays. I mean, it's not familiar to me, so it's either holidays or football. <laughs> it's the football, it's the Ollie. Football. Well okay. done. Ah. Well done. That counts half a point. I mean, I knew I'd never typed it in, so it must. It should, I should have guessed. <laughs> and what would you find if you typed in eight eight eight? Subtitles. Subtitles. Ah, oh, Aaron got there first. Nice. Arian. Arian, I feel like you're hustling. One here. to a half. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this may have been more interest to me than to you mm. at the time. That's your clue. Five seven zero. Bridge. Mm. Jess. Reviews of movies from forty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I was opening myself up to be freaking roasted. <laughs> news round was the answer. Ah, the news service okay, for no, children. Of course, that was Good my next God. guess. <laughs> Tomorrow. This was being presented as nothing to do with drag shows, nothing to mm. do with sex. This was... Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.